now on Radio Italia Uno. It's time for Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno, an hour where we have lots of fun with very interesting guests. We talk about how to start, build, and increase your business, right now, on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you, thank you. Hello, hello, hello. And like I keep saying, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. And the reason why we say good morning, good afternoon, and good night is because we are here in Adelaide every Monday from 2 till 3, and of course, uh, around the world th- this evenings in the evening from Podcast City, thanks to Ron and Karen from Podcast City who podcast this uh, radio show. And it goes to thank you very much to everybody, to over 50 countries now that I know of for sure. And I'd like to say thank you, especially to everybody who has shared the messages, who have shared it with their friends, their relatives, other students, and students from all over the world now sending me messages requesting different things that we've asked them to request or different things that we've we've offered to help them with. And one of the guests that we had on just at the end of last year was Maria Fifield. And Maria Fifield is a lawyer uh, who started her own practice in Perth, Western Australia. And although we're in South Australia, which is over 300, sorry, 3,000 kilometres away from Perth, we have regular contact. And uh, the fact is that Maria also shared a couple of cases that she had, which were very, very interesting and surprising how many messages I got to say how interesting that was. And also, we we got a lot of people over Christmas, you know, in the New Year period, as I was going to different venues and parties and different uh, people that I met, were saying that they heard it and they were really surprised about the the length and, and the time it took to pay out somebody after they died intestate and how much money is lost uh, to the relatives because of what happens. And I thought I'd ask Maria to come back on, and a few people sort of indicated, oh, you should bring her on regularly. You know, we've got all these questions we want to ask. So I thought, okay, let's do that for a while. So Maria Fifield is now one of my guests, and we're going to try and make her a regular every few weeks, three or four weeks or so. We'll have her on when she's available, and I know she's a very busy lady. And at the moment, she's just arrived home after a long day's work, so I'm sure she'll be very tired. But, Maria, we have you on the line now. Hello, Maria. Oh, hello, Peter. Yes, um, I've just got home, but I am excited to um, to be on your show again, and uh, thank you for asking me back. Oh, thank you. Well, look, let me tell you the truth. I didn't ask you back. <laughs> All my guests did. Thank you to your guests and your listeners all over the world. My my listeners have actually sent me messages asking me to clarify a few things. And and I know that you specifically do uh, family law and uh, wills and intestines. Estate law, sorry. Estate law. Estate law. Estate law. And uh, but most of the things that you do with estate law are federal. Uh, That means it covers right across Australia. And so it's not just specific to one state. So I just well, want to clarify. Let, sorry, let yeah. me clarify that, Peter. Yes, the family law which I do was practicing. I don't practice anymore. Yes, is federal law. So yes. it can be. It can be. It depends yeah. on the circumstances across Australia. Yes, but the estate law that I do is specific to WA. Although there are um, generalities that cover other states. 
legislation as well. So there are some yes. general aspects of estate law that will cover most states. Excellent. That's what I wanted to clear up. And I wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, like I said before, if anybody's going to try and sue me, I want to put a disclaimer in. <laughs> yes, yes Ron, I think you should. Ron always tells me, make sure you put that disclaimer in. So what I was saying, yes. the reason why I said that, because I know there's a lot of things which are common right across Australia, but there's specific things to specific states. But in yes. general, we're giving you just general information, so we're not actually giving you specific information. If you want some specific information, I know that Maria is more than happy to do that and more than happy to talk to anybody. So if you need to contact her, uh, we'll give out her details and you can contact her direct or through me. I'm more than happy to pass on her information. And uh, the name of your firm is Avon Legal. And it's right. uh, it's in uh, Midlands in Western Australia, and uh, that's correct. So Maria, th- one of the topics we talked about last year was yes. somebody dying intestate. Can you just tell us yes. exactly what that means? And it's a funny word because people think it's intestate or interstate, but it's intestate, and exactly what that means and and uh, how to avoid it. Yes, that's right, Peter. It is um, a good idea to clarify that word because, um, yes, yeah, sometimes my clients um, do get it confused with dying interstate, and that means in another state, whereas it's intestate. There's no R in it. Um, it means, and that's in any state across Australia, it means, or country, I guess, passing away without a will or without a valid will um, at the time you pass away. So we, we talked, um, I think, last time on the show about a um, – fellow who was a refugee from um, Timor-Leste who had passed away without a will. But it happens quite often and it happens, I think, too often. I'm very emphatic um, about talking to people about having a will and it need necessarily not be a complicated document or um, an expensive document. The expense comes mostly if you don't have a will. A, there's a huge delay, as you mentioned um, in the introduction, a huge delay in in getting to distribute the assets and ascertaining what is in the estate of the deceased, Mm -hmm. but also it can double or treble the cost of making an application to the court or administering the estate. Just a a quick example, Um, we had a a youngish fellow, he was 42, um, had a house that he had a mortgage, but he uh, had insured the mortgage, so he had insurance on the mortgage. He had a a vehicle, a truck, and he'd never been married, um, didn't have a partner or any children. And uh, and unfortunately, he died um, without notice to anybody. He died suddenly, unexpectedly. And he'd moved to Western Australia from over east. So his family, one of his sisters, contacted me from over east saying, could you assist us? Now, this matter... It became quite complicated and it it will take a while to go, but it became complicated simply because we couldn't find all the beneficiaries of the estate. And so it took seven years to administer this estate. Yeah. And it it cost, it would have cost between 50 to, I'd say, $60,000, whereas 
if there was a simple will for this young fellow and he had nominated who his beneficiaries were, it probably would have cost anything from, I would say, let's just say three and a half to six, seven thousand because he had quite a few assets in his estate. Not complicated, but yeah. Let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question then. Uh, Sorry to interrupt, but I just thought, how much does it cost, like a basic will, how much does it cost to make a basic will? Okay, Peter, well, again, a disclaimer, yes. um, you know, each firm will charge their own fee. But you look, I would say from our firms, on the basis of the, our prices at our firm, you could have a simple rule done, anything between, we, have, we offer pension a discount because it's really important that the older you are, the more likely you are to pass away. So the more you would need a will. So we offer pension discount. So you could have a will from anything from four fifty for a pensioner to about six fifty, seven fifty. Now that's inclusive so, of GST. We have to quote quote the yeah, GST okay. prices. So yes. basically yes. between let's say between five hundred and a thousand dollars you know, between Absolutely. between five hundred and a thousand dollars, you could have a yes. will made that, that is really, you know, locked tight for you, and all your relatives or the next of kin or the thing. Now, if you don't have a will, it would cost you minimum, like you said, you know, three, four, five thousand dollars just to make simple applications. Absolutely, absolutely. And the thing is that the, the there's two things that probably stand out that are most important for people to consider if if they don't have a will and, and we never know when our number is up. When it's up, it's up. So it's good to prepare. So there's two things. One is the complexity of it. It becomes so much more complicated. And there's probably three. So complexity, the delay and the cost. Yeah. Now, what that also means is that if you have a will, you specify, you know, I want to leave it to, if you're not married and you don't have children, you might want to leave it to your favourite brother or sister or your parents. Uh, if you don't have a will and you pass away, the legislation prescribes where your estate will go. And so it doesn't go to the people that you feel need to, want to benefit or that you want them to benefit. It will go to perhaps a brother or a sister that you've never had a good relationship with and, and that sort of thing that happens. So, so you it's not you do not prescribe who you want it to. It's prescribed by legislation. Yes, but it's funny you say that because just recently I heard about somebody here who had separated from their husband and wife had separated and had been separated mm-hmm, for quite, mm-hmm. a f- quite a number of years and mm-hmm. – uh, the, the ex-husband died suddenly as well and mm. the ex-wife who has actually had numerous other boyfriends ended mm-hmm. up ended up getting everything because she could claim it and his uh, immediate children or their immediate children couldn't claim it. And like his daughter and, and his son were saying, hang on, why don't we get a share? And apparently they had to fight with tooth and nail just to get it. Yes, so yes it's that's quite right. Interesting. And the, the- Yes, it is, but it's quite sad and tragic to hear those circumstances. And you raise a good point, particularly when um, um, parties separate, but they don't – here in in WA, if you remarry, it revokes a will. So let's just say, you know, your your wife dies, your husband dies, and you remarry. Well, that will doesn't relate, of course, and and you'd want to change it too if your husband or your wife passed away. Now, let me just ask you this. Sorry, let me just ask you this because we don't have a lot of time now. I've got a couple – Yes. guest here and a few people waiting in other countries. Like we've got people in Penang, Nigeria and Cameroon that we're really looking to talk to as well. Uh, 
if, for example, somebody says, uh, I'll leave everything to my wife, for example, mm-hmm. they wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily have to name the wife. They just said to my wife. Now, if the guy divorced and then remarried somebody else who became his wife, would it still go to her, his new wife? Because he mentioned the wife. Yes, not in Western Australia, Peter, because, as I mentioned earlier, the legislation um, has recently changed in relation to divorce. So if you divorce, the will is cancelled just by the fact that you've divorced. And if you remarry, it's cancelled. But if you were to have a de facto and you say mm-hmm. to my partner, mm-hmm. okay, then the partner leaves you, you, you might name her. Now, if you name her, you, you might sort of say, I leave everything to my dear Mary, you, down the track, Mary's gone and you, you're now living with Fred. Well, Mary's likely to get everything in your estate. Yes. Fred would have to make a claim if Fred is your new partner. Right? Yep. So, okay. so, <laughs> yeah. So things change yes, like that. So it's really important that you think about it. It's not something that, you know, my saying, I might have mentioned it, do a will because a will might sort of make you think about dying and then once you've done it, put it aside and then you can think about living so you don't have to worry about it anymore. Okay, let's let's leave it at that. And look, Maria, I thank you so much because I know that I've had quite a few of my listeners that I catch up to at different parties or different functions here in Adelaide talk to me about that and they said, I've been meaning to do that. And I know that I've had a few calls from overseas that people who have had, like you mentioned, relatives here and uh, had trouble with getting their estate settled, you know, and they Mm -hmm. wanted to know about a good lawyer or somebody that could help them. So thank you very much. Like I said, I I highly recommend you. And if anybody's listening that would need to talk to Maria, please get in touch with me and um, I'll pass on the number. And just because she's in a different state, it doesn't mean that she can't give you some really good advice or, you know, provide somebody local as well. And, of course, nowadays everything's done through computers and by phone. And thank you, Maria. Thank you so much for uh, giving, pleasure, giving up your time. And please send the account to Ron. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> thank you, Ron. <laughs> okay, and, thank you. And, uh, yeah, yes, that's thank, okay. Thank you, Peter. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Okay, so that was Maria Fifield from Perth uh, in Western Australia. She has a legal practice called Avon Legal in uh, Mid- Midlands in uh, Perth. But like I said, I-, I wanted to bring her back on because, and we're going to try and do this every two or three weeks because I've had so many questions from her uh, show that we had at the end of last year. And it was quite interesting how quickly people, it, it like hits a nerve with people. When you talk about wills and stuff like that, Everybody's got a story. <laughs> oh, let me tell you about what happened, you know. <laughs> and so anyway, I just want to encourage people to get their affairs in order. Now, my special guest this program also is, of course, uh, Dr. Peng that we've had on before and Miro. And Miro is the yes, inventor someone. the inventor of a technology which helps people to program computers and program, what do they call it, logs and all those sort of things that you do on a computer that takes, you have to write a book. Miro can do it on a simple computer with 10 lines of coding. So Miro is really like a coding expert. And we've got lots of students around the world who have been doing coding. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a break and we'll come straight back. But Miro, thank you very much for being here in the studio with us this evening. Okay, good to be here. Yeah, Thanks, it's Ron. always good to see you here. And of course, Dr. Peng is on the, the video here. And we've Hi. got we've got some people, uh, like I said, from ET, from... Uh, Penang, we've got um, 
Cecilia from Nigeria and uh, Jackson from uh, Cameroons. We'll come straight back after this commercial break. Thank you. Unique Stone has been making their clients happy for well over a decade. They source their stone from all over the world. Italy, Turkey, Spain, Israel. It's a beautiful product. Stone is a focal point of a, of a, of a home. A new home or a renovation, when you put stone in your kitchen, it's, uh, it's that wow factor that you get when, when people walk in. Radio Italia Uno wants to introduce you to Almando Paradiso, proud owner of Unique Stone. A friend of mine owned a business called The Marble House in Rundle Street, Kent Town. And uh, his, his father owned that business, and I went to work there on weekends. So essentially, that was how I was born in the, into the industry. Unique Stone, 49 Jacobson Crescent, Holden Hill. Their website, Unique Stone, that's U-N-I-Q-S-T-O-N-E dot com dot A-U. Their phone number, 8266-2280. And for Facebook and Instagram, simply search Unique Stone. I love my job, I love my business, I love the people within the business, I love the clients. Foodland's owned by South Australian families like mine. Like our second home, we ensure our stores are safe. Great families, great locals and great food lives here. Foodland, the mighty South Aussies, yeah! Radio Italia 1, sito internet www.italia1.com.au Seguici anche sulla nostra pagina Facebook e Instagram. Radio Italia 1 You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Radio Italia Uno every Monday from 2 till 3, a Happy Business Radio. And of course, you can hear it on podcast, whatever you get your podcast from. Thanks to Ron and Karen from Podcast City here in Adelaide. If you need to do some podcasting, this is the best place to come. And of course, please support the people that support us. When you hear um, an ad or somebody talking about their service or their product on uh, Radio Italia Uno, you know, like we say, support the people that support us. And if you're looking to promote your product or service, what better way than radio? And what better station to do it than Radio Italia Uno? You know, 20% or 25% of South Australians are Italian or, you know, and like I say, it's about 30% with marriages and intermarriages uh, in South Australia are Italian. And of course, the other 70% want to be Italian. So, you know, thank you. And we have special guests here t- today, which is Dr. Peng and Miro. And Miro invented this uh, RunLink technology, which is a very, very simple, simple program to do on a computer and work it out. So Miro, for the benefit of the people who have never heard you before, although you've been on regular, tell us exactly what RunLink does. Okay. Well, uh, a lot of people want to go into coding and computing and controlling things, <laughs> but it's it's pretty difficult. And people have sort of been stuck for hours sort of trying to do difficult coding, yeah. you know, and even, even in schools, they try to teach the difficult coding to do STEM and it becomes so difficult that students get put off by it, but yes. we want to attract them. So I came up with a, a system where even you can include the Internet of Things, you include artificial intelligence, yep. just with a couple of lines of code, 
Yep. You can create things like a little web page with buttons and you can control things through wow. the web page. And you can get data and mm-hmm. you can then make it live. You can put graphs, videos, etc., mm-hmm. onto your own web page. And you, even, even it can control things through a controller. So I'm holding up a little controller here at the moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, inside this controller, you can get it to actually control your lamps, your fans, your, your pumps for water, etc. And so you can make that all part of the, the project. Wow. So, uh, and, and do it simply. Yep. So, Well, this is the thing, you know, when it comes to computers, I'm an, a novice, you know, or whatever, before a novice, <laughs> I know so little about them. I know what is uh, um, available or what can be done, but I have no idea how to do it. But you're saying that uh, people who enjoy coding or like to get into coding or controlling different devices uh, through that system that you've just invented can set up their own that, that's very correct, yeah. And it's a, been b- a boon for teachers because obviously teachers are frustrated uh, yes. with trying to do it with the students. Yep. And so that's why we have a few guests here which are actually professors and teachers that have taught in the past yep. and then suddenly they've got this technology which we invented here in South Australia. They've got their hands on it and they discovered it and they can use it in Malaysia. We've got ET from Malaysia in and Penang, we have yes. uh, in Penang. And we have Cecilia in uh, Nigeria. They're, they're both experienced and they were uh, amazed, actually, uh, on, on this technology, what the difference is. Well, we've got uh, – from Penang, we've got a, a gentleman called E.T. From Nigeria, we've got Cecilia. From the Cameroons, we've got Jackson. And at the moment, we've got Sudan. And we've got Sarah from Sudan. So we, we've got three or four different people here who have just recently heard about this information and have been using it f- quite well. And a couple of the people who are students as well as lecturers. <laughs> that That's right. Yeah. So uh, Cecilia, for example, has been teaching these sort of things, web pages and making web pages and computing and controlling but she was surprised and, in fact, uh, I think she told some other people there in Nigeria and they sort of said that it's unbelievable, it's like a fairy tale yeah. to say that it works and, and yet she's tried it. So, Cecilia, can you unmute yourself and talk to us now? I know it's really hard to get the lines across. Um, we, we take it for granted that we can get uh, communication fairly quickly here in Australia and yet we're very, very slow compared to other parts of the world. Yeah, in Nigeria but it sort it, of comes in and out. Yes, yeah. in Nigeria it's like where if anybody can remember the good old days of dial-up, you know, <laughs> or something yeah. like that. Now, Cecilia, can you hear me? What about uh, ET? You can hear us there in Malaysia? Okay. Okay, ET. Oh, uh, can you hear me all right, E.T.? Yep. Good. Okay. So tell us about what you've been doing in Malaysia. Okay. Well, I have been a practitioner and an IT professional for, well, I would say now close to 40 years now, all right? Most of my life is spent in corporate IT. But apart from being a corporate IT professional, I do also a lot of part-time lecturing in uh, computing and IT subjects, particularly in coding, mm-hmm. right? The Internet of Things is one area which, uh, what you call, my job requires me to know quite well. I've been teaching this subject, I've been teaching coding for many years, and the same problem always happens that students never adapt well to this subject, and the passing rate, well, 
can be quite disappointing at times because students somehow they don't relate to the subject well and they don't do well. Okay, probably because it's the difficulty of coding itself, and possibly also it's because the way programming and coding is presented. We're losing. We're losing you at the moment. We've we've lost your volume. Okay, basically what ET has just been saying, um, and it's hard to hear. He's up in Malaysia, and we're trying to get the connections back to Nigeria and the Cameroons. But just to to iterate, Miro, you have been working with these people uh, for how long now? ET, we've actually known, I think, for almost a year, a year and he's sort of been, um, even recently, he's been in the Penang Science Centre. So he's yes. been been um, using our new controllers and mm-hmm. teaching teaching in there with some students in there recently as well. And he's been going to various places, but uh, he's been telling everyone uh, how how much of a difference it is with this new technology. Yeah, so, well, of course. Of course. I mean, you know, I heard earlier we were talking to Cecilia and also Jackson and Jackson uh, from um, Nigeria and Cameroons. Uh, Jackson was saying that he's a student and yet still a teaching as well, a, a professor at one of the other unis. Well, what happened with Jackson is very interesting story. Jackson actually um, used our technology and he showed some friends and they couldn't believe it. They said, did you really do that? They tried looking and said, oh, wow, you're a wizard. Yeah. And he became known as the wizard in the school. Yes. <laughs> and so he was in a lower grade than the upper grades and yet he mm-hmm. could do projects suddenly that they even Had... couldn't dream of doing. Right. So he ended up uh, becoming a lecturer and now he's even paid to actually teach in Fan- the school as well himself. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. That just goes to prove how you know simple something can be and yet can, people are looking for complicated ways of doing it. Yes, that's right. That's because it, it's hard to look beyond what you always do. Yes. And so thinking outside the square is, is one of the hardest things, you know, when you and, think that's the way it's done, that's the way it's well, always We've done. always done it this way and that's the way we're going to keep doing it. Yeah. You know, that, without looking at, you know, it's not, there's a saying that says it's my way or the highway, you know, and I, I've, I've learned a long time ago, it's my way, your way or a better way. Yeah. You know, so let's do it the better way. <laughs> you know, it's not my way or the highway. But see, the thing is, some academics believe that they've been taught by a great professor. Therefore, the great professor gave them the great knowledge. Yeah. And had that great professor had your knowledge, they would have changed it straight away. Yeah, well, it it, it even took took us, you know, five years to sort of come around and then suddenly – you know, it, it, it's like eureka moment. It, yes. <laughs> you, you've got everything really complicated and then suddenly it sort of seems to shrink to this one thing that's so simple and you think, why didn't I think of this five years ago? It's just yes. like you have to go through this <laughs> big round trip to find out and find it. It's yes. like finding a gem in the in the mountain. <laughs> well, Sarah, can you hear us now? Sarah is in uh, Sudan. So. Yep. Yes. Yes. I hear you well. Peter, if you allow me, yes. I'll just rephrase the question. So, Sarah, if you can hear me, can you tell us how Mustafa, your son, 14-year-old son, has been using the technology? customers to a solar business, which you pay 7,000 US dollars in order to have uh, solar power in your house. Uh, with uh, batteries and inverters, seven thousand US dollars, 
and how he tried to increase customers to the solar business in order to reduce. I hear you now. Yeah. Can you can uh, you try to describe that, please? Yes. Okay. I think this is two questions. The first question regarding the technology, or okay, let me start with the with the Mustafa project. Um, uh, first, uh, Mustafa he is uh, 14 years old. He's in grade nine. He's uh, like as uh, invention and to discover things. He's a scout boy, and uh, um, he has so many projects uh, related to the technology and the. Uh, electrical things and uh, uh, last year uh, he met uh, Mr. Bingshu and Mr. Myro and uh, he started with the IoT in different way by easy coding instead of uh, uh, difficult coding mm -hmm. and uh, he has uh, many projects, a silo and a bread shop and recent one it is the uh, solar uh, a smart solar, uh, and uh, he came now our home uh, from using the normal electricity uh, to install a solar system, a full solar system for lighting, for ACs, for everything. And uh, and now he he. Uh, Yani he he raised the awareness of the uh, the importance of the using of the solar uh, among his friends, amongst our uh, in our relative, uh, and uh, his uh, his uh, and uh, the other colleagues, and he and uh, the, even the company that install uh, our solar system. Uh, they give him like internship because now he participate to increase uh, the customers for the company and uh, the, uh, the company uh, already uh, make like a discount for us uh, regarding uh, to this uh, uh, awareness and this investment and, uh, and now as uh, the monthly uh, payment installment uh, in decrease in, uh, decrease from five hundred dollars per month to three hundred fifty, uh, because now he convinced five customers uh, to change the system, the, the electricity system, and to use the uh, the solar uh, under the UN uh, MDGs, uh, zero carbon emission, carb uh, zero. Uh, zero network, uh, yes, and uh, also as he as a, uh, he make like a partnership with the company, uh, and now the Mustafa it is the one of the company, uh, part of the of the company, and he participate on the installation of the big solar company for the IDB's camp in squatter area here for the refugees and displaced people yes. uh, with the company. Okay, and thank now you. The, the okay. Yeah. So look, that's fantastic. Well, we need to take a break because we are a, a station that needs to play some commercials. We'll come straight back after the commercials. All right. I think it's fantastic what a fourteen-year-old kid can do in Sudan. 
Are you interested in a Mitsubishi vehicle? Come and see me, Danny, at Northeast Mitsubishi. I think they should ask for me, Morris, when they arrive. But if you ask for me, Danny, I'll greet them when they arrive, and make them feel comfortable, and I'll help them choose the perfect car. I'll treat them to the perfect cup of coffee, show them around, and answer all their questions. Look, let's not fight about this. We both work there. We can share the load. Well, I guess it doesn't really matter who you come and see. Danny or Morris. That's me, by the way. We're both a part of the Northeast Mitsubishi family, ready to assist in any way possible. Yes, we love our job and we love making our customers happy. So for a new Mitsubishi or a great selection of used vehicles, come and see us at 447 Northeast Road, Hillcrest, or check out our website at www.northeastmitsubishi.com.au. Or call us on 8366-7200 and ask for Danny or Morris. Well, I'd ask for Morris first. Danny! Morris! Yibbity yibbity, that's all folks. Now you're starting to be silly. Moving quickly, along with Steinman, AJ Aaron Bain Racing. Have you ever thought about experiencing the thrill of owning a racehorse, either harness or thoroughbred? Want to experience that winning feeling, the excitement, the emotion, the thrill? Easy rolling, switching to the inside. Double O Heaven holding him for now, though. Double O Heaven drawing clear. Double O Heaven too good. Aaron Bain Racing, based in Gawler, South Australia, with a national footprint can have you join their community of owners in the winner's circle anywhere in Australia tomorrow. Call or message Aaron Bain Racing and you too can experience the thrill. For more details, visit their website www.aaronbainracing.com.au or follow them on Facebook. Vuoi promuovere la tua attività? Vuoi aumentare il tuo volume di affari? Non sai a chi rivolgerti? Chiama Radio Italia 1. Il nostro staff commerciale è a disposizione per ogni informazione o preventivo personalizzato. Chiama all'82 123177. Radio Italia 1. E anche tu sarai un numero 1. Radio Italia 1. You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Radio Italia Uno and, of course, listening to Happy Business Radio every Monday from 2 till 3. And please support the people that support us. And, of course, you know, if you have a product or a service that you want to promote, now is a perfect time, the beginning of the year, beginning of 2023, make 23 the best year ever. And uh, people are starting to wake up and say, yes, let's go for it. You know, make things happen. Now, of course, everybody at the beginning of the year in February is Valentine's Day. And uh, we have a St. Valentine's dinner dance being organized by Radio Italia Uno to raise funds for our station. And of course, as a service to the community, we're doing uh, at the Mulinato Sports and Social Club. We're doing there at uh, Windsor Gardens and, of course, on Saturday, the 11th of February, from 6.30 p.m., a four-course meal, drinks are available at the bar, and tickets are only $55. So please, call the radio station or uh, call me, let me know. I've already got two or three tables organized, so we're going to have a lot of fun with my group of friends and everybody else that comes along. But, you know, for a four-course dinner uh, and some fantastic entertainment – 55 bucks is dirt cheap. 
So I'd love to see you there. If you want to do a Valentine's Day dinner dance on the Saturday, the 11th of February, get in touch with Radio Italia Uno or myself or anybody on the committee. Thanks. And now we're talking to a couple of people from Penang. We're talking to people in Nigeria, people in the Cameroons and in Sudan. Now, I know that you're listening to a radio program here, but it's a podcast and it's uh, going out uh, in the evenings. But also uh, we're trying to pick up different people in different countries. And it's hard at the moment sometimes to pick them up, to hear them correctly. Everything tested okay when we were talking to them and all of a sudden uh, they start sounding like Donald Duck. But uh, Miro is here in the studio with me. Miro is the one that invented this RunLink technology and it's very, very easy coding. They call it simple coding. And we've got a lady that we've just been speaking to from Sudan and her 14-year-old son it is incredible what he's achieved and what he's achieving. You know, a 14-year-old young boy in Sudan has helped to make their house a solo house, has helped a solo company, has working with the bakeries, helping with other businesses. And Sarah, who's his mother, has been telling us about him. So, Sarah, can you turn yourself on down there, Turn you, unmute yourself, and tell us again, uh, or tell us a bit more about the story of this 14-year-old boy in Sudan who's been using Miro's technology, which is simple coding. So, Sarah? Yes, yes, uh, I hear you. Please continue with the story you were telling us just before we took yeah. the break. Yeah, okay. Uh, as I mentioned uh, be- before, yani, uh, Mustafa, in this project, he wants to increase the customer in the solar business. Uh, and the main objective is to reduce yani, our monthly repayment and uh, to support the other uh, friends to use uh, the green energy. And how this uh, yani, uh, could done, uh, the solar company customers, yep. uh, the solar company customers yani, are, are very happy when he helps their children to make the IoT and uh, the AI STEAM project quickly and easy with a few lines of code uh, and easy coding mm-hmm. and uh, compare with this with with the other difficult uh, coding uh, programs uh, the other things uh, he can teach the customer children to make a smart alarm web page and uh, to teach him about the steam and and about the link mm-hmm. and at the end no ayani uh, uh, rolling, it is uh, easy coding, uh, easy teaching, easy learning, and uh, and uh, as we as as I mentioned, uh, no steam, no technology, mm-hmm. because this easy coding, yeah, it make makes the life easy and makes the technology easy, and even makes the children learn quickly and make uh, and uh, make him uh, increase. The customer, it is not only on the solar, in other difference, because the young children like innovation, like to be uh, to be a leader. Yes. How to be a leader, the easy way and the easy code. Excellent. Look, I think yeah. you sound like okay. a very if proud can, mother. Uh, Peter, yes. if, yeah, if I can just add on a little bit to what Sarah's uh, experience is. One of the most important benefits that these solar business customers uh, receive is not just pay $7,000 to have a solar system. Their children are now helped by Mustafa to win competitions. 
And when they get hooked into flying drones, that Miro will show you, yes. from yes. Sudan to control the drone in America, in Malaysia, in Australia, using running EV coding, they shift their attention from the very harmful Instagram and TikTok. That is one of the main reasons why they decided to go to this solar business in order to get help from Mustafa to solve their online activities problem. We call it AI drug addiction. Yes. Artificial intelligence drug addiction is more harmful than opium. Well, the thing is that you are a very proud mother there talking about her 14-year-old son and what he's achieved or what he's achieving. You know, we've got E.T. from Penang who is telling us he's been teaching coding and all this for, you know, 40 years at schools and, and universities. Now he's lecturing with this simple coding, all of a sudden everybody's interested. And thanks to Miro, you've done a great job in helping and spreading the word. Now, you know, we're doing this from Adelaide and then Miro is from Adelaide and, you know, there's people in other countries, Miro, you must be very proud of yourself too. Yeah, because this works across the internet yes. during the COVID, it yes. just spread. Yes. Uh, just uh, 15 countries just yeah. suddenly got to know about it, e- even when we're locked down yes. and they're locked down and yet across the internet they can actually try it and use it, yeah. then suddenly they become interested. Now, you've got a drone here on the table. I have. I've noticed. How does that work with this, what you've got here? Okay, the the reason I brought the drone is that just yesterday, yesterday, in Bhutan, Professor mm-hmm. Sango, who has actually talked oh, yes. on the on the radio yes, before, yes, yes. from Bhutan, his uh, Royal uh, University of Bhutan is actually going to ten schools. One of the schools he was at, mm-hmm. the student at the school flew, uh, opened a web page yes. over there, a Runlink web page to my chip here in Australia on my table, mm-hmm. and then that chip connected to my drone here in Australia, wow. and he was able to actually press buttons to actually fly the drone from Bhutan over there to get graphs of the height, yes. to get the video from the drone, and also get voice commands, AI voice, to actually come up and say intruder detected, sending security drone, etc. actually from Bhutan. From that little thing there? This this little drone, yes, all, all the way across the internet. So it works Works on local Wi-Fi, but it also works even even across the internet on long distance. This one you here can, is called a, that, That's a camera in there. That's the camera on the front, and yeah. it also has a speaker in here that it speaks. It uh, the speaker actually comes from the web page itself, so yes. the AI voice can come from the web page. Look so the this. one project can have different components. You can have a Wi-Fi drone. You can have a sensor on the table, and they can all communicate and talk to each other. This is why we call this technology Run Link. Right. It actually links, links to everything. The camera is right there. Yeah. So we can see you, Ron. <laughs> so <laughs> Very good. are you yeah. able to fly yeah. this here now or you don't have your computer to do this with? I, I don't, didn't no, bring no, my that's, computer that's right. today. So basically this that I'm holding in my hand now it has been flown from Bhutan while it's here in Adelaide. They could see yeah. what was happening with it. That, that's right. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? And, I, and uh, different, that, different countries yes. have been able to do it. Yes, yes, yeah. Dr. Peng. If I can uh, get Miro to explain a little bit about how yep. this Miro? inventor, who has seven patents. Yes. Yeah, seven patents in increasing the speed of the internet from America. And he advises the United States government on STEM education. 
So Miro will try to explain to you how he flew the drone from America uh, using his laptop with our drone in Australia and why he is interested to introduce us into America because they are in crisis at the moment. They're spending $3 billion US dollars and I think they are getting about 25% result. 25% of $3 billion per year in STEM and coding education. So they call it STEM crisis. So Miro, can you describe uh, that uh, encounter when this inventor who is uh, in the Hall of Fame of America invention is now our advocate in America. So Mustafa, Jackson, Cecilia, all will be part of this process. They That's are fantastic. America. That's just fantastic. Okay, we need to take another break, don't we, Ron? We need to take a break and we'll come straight back to all of you. And uh, Cecilia, if you can be ready to talk to us, please, I'll come straight back to you. Thank you very much, Ron. Elders Insurance Adelaide East, la nostra missione è di fornire un servizio eccezionale. Elders Insurance Adelaide East è un'attività conduzione familiare italiana basata su onestà, fiducia e oltre 30 anni di esperienza. Come cliente riceverai rispetto reciproco, comprensione verso le tue esigenze e un livello di copertura che non puoi trovare altrove. Elders Insurance Adelaide East, specializzati in assicurazioni di proprietà commerciale e assicurazioni domestiche Elders Insurance Adelaide East 54 Kensington Road Rose Park contattate Tony Di Bucchianico all'83649477 We're an authorized representative of Elders Insurance Underwriting Agency Proprietary Limited Elders Insurance underwritten by QBE Insurance Australia Limited Star bene ogni mercoledì dalle 10 alle 11 con Patrizia e Rosa Maria solo su Radio Italia 1 87.6 FM O'Brien Electrical Adelaide your local electrical electrician service and responsiveness for locally owned and operated businesses their priority 263 Sturt Street in the city, right alongside of Radio Italia Uno. Give them a call and speak with their friendly staff. Their number 1300 051 482. Hi, I'm Matt McQuinley. Join me each Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. for Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno. We focus on changing the world for the better by taking personal responsibility, destroying victim philosophy, canceling cancel culture, and by discussing as well as listening to each other on topics like leadership, cultural trends, beliefs, business, history, world events, and more. Change the world with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Ti piace la musica? Hai voglia di metterti in gioco? Entusiasmo e personalità non ti mancano? Radio Italia 1 sta cercando te. Chiama l'82 123177 e anche tu avrai la possibilità di entrare a far parte del nostro team. Radio Italia 1, diamo voce alla tua voce. Radio Italia 1 You're listening to Peter Salerno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this program. 
every Monday from 2 till 3. And, of course, on podcast from Monday evenings, it's uh, thanks to Ron from Podcast City. In this week's program, we've had Maria Fifield on uh, talking about law and uh, the from Avon Law. And, of course, the importance of having a will and how simple it can be just to have a will and how it would save you thousands and thousands of dollars by having one. And it's not that you're getting old or whatever. You can have, you can, something happens at any time. And, uh, of course, it was a great idea to have a will. We also have special guests, which is Dr. Peng and Miro. And Miro is the inventor of this RunLink technology and also uh, very, very simple coding. And a lot of people around the world, and at the moment we're talking with people in Penang, people in Nigeria, people in Cameroon, and also in Sudan. And we heard from... E.T. in Penang and E.T. was saying how he's been a lecturer for such a long time and now finding it so easy to teach people with this uh, technology. Now we've spoken to Jackson from the Cameroons and we've spoken to a very proud mother from uh, Sudan and Sarah has been talking about her son Mustafa who's only 14 years old and doing great things helping people with this uh, technology. But also, Miro, you you want to say something about... your technology now? Well, a couple of weeks ago, we actually had a major inventor who's in the Hall of Fame of Inventors in US, Mm -hmm. and he had a look at this technology and could try it himself for flying the drone in Australia and seeing how it actually works across the internet. And they were explaining that in in the US, even though the US is putting $3 billion into this STEM, science, technology, engineering, maths, to try to get Mm -hmm. This uh, students to actually bring the economy up in the US, mm-hmm. they're finding that 75% are leaving, even though they're, they're interested, but they're leaving because they can't do the hands-on. So when, when he saw this, he said, this is a major opportunity for our people here over here and even helping those that are disadvantaged in the US. Mm-hmm. And many, and he, he's actually originally from Ghana. And his contacts and companies also have contacts in Nigeria, in Ghana, in Cameroon, yeah. and many places across Africa as well. So they're, they're keen in helping across there. So what's happened is Cecilia, who's connected to us now, she's, a, she's only known us for a few months. She's been a lecturer and she's also found it difficult. And suddenly this technology, she's been able to do all sorts of Burning. projects and <laughs> workshops, but Now she's actually building this technology. So we've allowed them in Nigeria Mm -hmm. to actually build this and then she's then going to be selling it into the US Wow! so that they can also help help those disadvantaged people there as well. So So Cecilia, can you hear us now? Yeah. Cecilia, can you hear us now? We can't hear Cecilia. We're trying to get through to Cameroon, sorry, Nigeria. Nigeria, yeah. Dr. Peng... Yes, yes. Okay. Can, Cecilia, can you hear us? Can you, uh, can you, yeah, I can. Yeah, we can't, can you, uh, come we can't online, hear. Cecilia, can you open your camera? Or at least because we are, we are unmute. coming towards the end of the radio interview now. I'm trying and to get while hold. Cecilia is getting ready, Jackson actually is doing the same thing. He is making and selling this uh, controller to America. Okay. And they just ship in 100 units. And before he received it, half of it was sold to Nigeria already. Well, it's unfortunately. And so this we, is how fast it's going. And and uh, Sarah will be doing the same thing in Sudan. Yep. So all this happened within the last three weeks. Well, this is amazing because um, unfortunately we can't hear 
Cecilia in Nigeria, and we can't hear uh, Jackson at the moment from the Cameroon. Let me we, give it one more try. Yeah. Uh, Cecilia, are you there? Somehow we can't hear them, but Miro was just saying how uh, we were able to, people over there now are using your technology and then building these boards, motherboards. Yeah, and, and actually then, making uh, them as part of part of their projects yes. over there, teaching them how to actually put it together right. so that they can then make them, test them and get, get our technology software in there yes. so that they can then create a social enterprise yes. um, to, to help others as well and expand it. And one of our friends from... Uh, uh, Butang was uh, flying this little drone here in Adelaide from from Butang. Yeah, the, and, the school in a remote region yeah. actually was able to fly the drone using this technology. Even though we can't connect to these countries, yeah. our technology works just with so li- so little data that yes. it can actually connect to things live across the internet. Wow, this is this is so amazing. You know, if, if anybody out there that's listening to this program that wants to know a little bit more about programming or um, anything like that of writing this simple coding, please get in touch with Dr. Peng, get in touch with Miro, get in touch with me and I'll pass on the information. Simple as that. We have to um, finish our show now. Uh, look, it's been very interesting to me. I know that it's been hard for you to listen to it because we couldn't hear all the people speaking, but the fact that this technology is helping people literally all over Africa and all over the world. Yeah. It's just amazing. The technology is called RunLink with a C on the end, not a K. Yeah. RunLink, and you can look it up. Yep, look it up. And uh, any questions, give me a call or I'll pass on the information today, to Miro. If I can finish this. Yes. Yeah. If I can just uh, uh, conclude here. Today, Miro just pitched to 26 universities in Malaysia. Fantastic. Through the Australian Trade Commission in Kuala Lumpur with the help of ET as well. Excellent. So it is expanding very fast. If America is spending $3 billion US dollars per year in the STEM education and in crisis, look carefully at what's happening in Australia. Thank you very much to guys. Thank you to all our guests. Thank you to all the people around the world that are listening to this. And of course, please keep sharing it so we grow, you grow, and everybody benefits. Thank you, Miro, for coming into the studio today. Dr. Peng, thank Thanks, you for Peter. organizing all this. And thank you to everybody else. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. You have been listening to Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. Catch our show every Monday from 2 to 3 p.m. on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM.